0: Transitions can be hard. One moment we think we have it all figured out, and suddenly we are faced with the unexpected. Hi, I'm your host, Sarai Montoya. I believe that everyone has a special mission in this world, and through this means, I want to be a light in your path if you are ready to get inspired. Come join me on the Sarai Montoya podcast. Together, We will learn to maintain joy while navigating through seasons in life, a joy that is long lasting and sustainable. I will be releasing episodes every Wednesday with topics to encourage you to continue striving to be the best version of yourself, but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sarai Montoya podcast. I am so happy that you gave yourself some space to listen in today. A few months ago, as I was on a morning walk through one of my favorite nature trails, the San Joaquin Wildlife Sanctuary here in Irvine, California, I had to stop and admire God's creation. It was an early breezy morning, about 6 a.m., and the sun was just rising over the lake. And the birds were chirping away. As I paused to admire such beautiful scenery and beautiful, peaceful moments, God gave me a word, a scripture that I had studied before. He reminded me to be still. So in this episode, I want to share with you what scripture tells us about being still in the midst of your battle. We will be closing with a life-changing tool that has been a blessing to me And I pray it will also be a blessing to you during moments of transition or uncertainty while continuing your journey of becoming the person God has called you to be. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. This verse that we just read, verse 10, is the peak of Psalms 46. It is actually not so much about meditation. It does say, be still. You're probably thinking, calm down. Uh, But it's more about mediation of God's kingdom in the spirit of faith. If you would go a little deeper into scriptures to understand the context of this verse, You realize that the psalmist is trying to keep his peace during a moment of war. Armies of men are trying to destroy Zion, the place where the Spirit of God dwells. A place with so much heritage of God's redemptive work. The place where Abraham agreed to bound his only son and prepared to sacrifice him. On this mountain, Jacob had a dream that allowed him to see angels ascending and descending from heaven. In this mountain, Solomon built the magnificent temple of the Lord. When in history, Zion is an actual location, today, Zion lives in us. 1 Corinthians 3.16 tells us that We are God's temple, and the Spirit of God dwells in us. So Zion is not just a place anymore. Zion is in us. Zion is in you. The Spirit of God dwells in you. If we look at our introductory verse of being still and know that I am God, it's important that... Before we focus on the stillness of this verse, that we address the being of this verse. We can never be still until we learn to be. God says, I want you to be. Be whom I've made you to be. So it's important to know who you are and what He's called you to be. You are Zion, Jesus is in you. Jesus is your king and Zion is the place where you can have an encounter with God, just like Abraham and just like Jacob. When you learn to be who God has called you to be, being still will be much easier. So where in your life Do you need to be still? What is it that's causing you unease? Proverbs 23, 7 tells us, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, stillness starts in your mind. Your heart and your mind have to be connected. The fight we are under is to help us unify both the mind and the heart. Our spiritual and our physical. Since stillness is a combined feeling controlled from both the heart and the mind, there needs to be a balance. Keeping a balance is our way of surrendering to the war that can go on in our mind even daily if we allow it. So the enemy, he tries to fight us through our mind. Sometimes war is brought into our homes, into our families, into our lives, we have a war in our mind. In the Bible, we read that the army of God had to stand still from making noises and be heard by the enemy. The army of God would stand still because they would trust that God was in the front line. God doesn't teach us to stop doing But as you're working, as perhaps if you're sick, or emotionally unstable, or as your marriage seems to be falling apart, God asked us to stand still and know that He is God. The war you are fighting is not just a physical one, but it's an airborne war. Ephesians 6, 12 tells us that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms. When we are able to be still, God can fully reveal himself to us and we are more able to experience him. If you've been watching the news, you'll realize that there are Christian Afghans currently being killed due to political turmoil. And many are holding their peace even in moments where they are asked to deny God as their only way to not get killed. Yet, they remain still even if their life is at risk because they truly believe that Jesus is their savior. When God tells us to be still, He wants us to focus on Him. He wants us to give Him our dreams and our plans. When He says, be still, He means limit distractions and give me your undivided attention because I have something to show you. He says, slow down and let me carry your burdens. The moment we allow Him to take over, We are able to feel peace because we know that God will win our battles. God knows your heart. He knows how much you want to contribute to your family, to your children, to your church, to your community, to this world. But you can't do it alone. He wants to work alongside you. The Spirit of God Moves where there is peace, where there is stillness, where there is humbleness. He says, Be still and know that I am God. Recognizing His power as our God allows us to be still and trust that He has our plans and desires under control. Perhaps one of the reasons we do not want to be still is because down deep, we do not want to face the pain we may be feeling inside. Maybe it's past anger, past hurts, wounds, and fears that cause us to doubt who we were created to be and the promises God has for our life. Dwelling in the past does us no good if we are not able to grow or learn from it. If someone hurt you, Forgive them just as Christ has forgiven you. God will take care of them at due time. But you have the power to choose what attitude you want to take when unforeseen situations come your way. Many times, we take the attitude we shouldn't. If you have any thoughts or feelings of uneasiness, take a moment and think, does God really want me to live in bondage? Does God really want me to live miserably unhappy and in fear? If we take a moment to close our eyes and be still, we can ask God to turn those anxious thoughts around and give us peace. God wants the best for you. He cares for you. And He wants you to have His everlasting joy radiating within. Sometimes, The hurry and the worry will keep us from reflecting on our feelings and recognizing God's thoughts towards us. We continue to believe false ideas about who we are. We believe lies that the enemy has placed in our minds. Ideas that make us feel unworthy of God's love, of God's grace. We tend to compare ourselves to other success and forget how much God has done for us and where He has taken us out of. Our life could have been completely different, but yet God has taken you out of that and you are still standing. God forgives if you truly repent from your past and put a stop to it. One of God's weaknesses is repentance, true repentance. When you surrender and turn your ways to Him, you are able to grab His attention. That's why, to God, obedience is better than any sacrifice. Remember the importance of freeing yourself from things that distract you from giving your full focus to God, whether it's bad thinking patterns or bad habits, and ask God to help you identify those strongholds that are holding you back from becoming the person He has called you to be. Perhaps you have been striving to become a better version of yourself. But if instead you'd focus to first become a better reflection of God, He will build the person He has called you to be. God is inviting you into a lifestyle Filled with His peace and His joy. Keep striving. Keep pursuing the dreams and desires God has placed in your heart. Keep standing. But if you ever feel unease, remember it's time to be still. It's time to pray. It's time to surrender and let God take over. He will make you victorious. When life is swirling around and you're feeling overwhelmed believing lies from the enemy, it's important that you turn those lies into truths and positive declarations. So this week, I want to challenge you to capture those lies that perhaps the enemy has placed in your mind by using a tool that I've adapted from Craig Rochelle's book, Winning the War in Your Mind. I definitely recommend it if you're looking to read a new book. This is a four-step process. Number one is identify the problem. Number two, ask probing questions. Number three, pinpoint the lie. Number four, replace the lie with God's truth. So again, these are the four steps that you can take to help you capture those lies that may come to your mind. Problems are easier to identify, so if you're okay asking yourself some probing questions, you will be able to pinpoint the lies that are holding you captive. So let's try an example. Let's say your problem is a bad habit. Maybe you regularly sit down and eat a half a gallon of ice cream after work. Or you can't relax without the help of pills. Or you keep turning to toxic relationships and do a lot of negative self-talk because you didn't get the position you applied for. Or you haven't met the man of your dreams. Making you believe that good things won't ever happen to you. Whatever the situation may be that you are currently facing, that's the problem. Now, ask yourself probing questions. What is driving my behavior? When did this start? What need do I feel this is meeting? What is the real need I am trying to meet with this wrong thinking pattern? These questions may lead you to the conclusion that a substance or a person helps relieve stress and gives you a temporary feeling of peace. You may say, Well, what's wrong with that? If you think about it, God promises to be our refuge, the one who gives us rest, our peace provider. So, who might be putting in your head that God can't do what He promises? and that you need to turn to something other than Him instead? Or perhaps these questions may lead you to conclude that you need to have control over your life, planning every second, minute, month, year of it, because you believe that God can't really be trusted. Now, step three and four, pinpoint the lie and replace it with truth. Here's an example of a lie. I am a victim. Nothing good ever happens to me. Now here is the truth and you base it off from scripture. Romans 8:31-37 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? In all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And Philippians 4:13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now your declaration would be, God tells me that I am not a victim, but a victor in Christ. I am an overcomer. I can do all this through him who strengthens me and gives me strength. So just to review again, this four step process. Number one, identify the problem. Number two, ask probing questions. Number three, pinpoint the lie. Number four, replace the lie with God's truth. This is a life transforming tool that helps remove lies and replace them with truths. However, this process is not easy. But it is something we have to do when we are unable to be still. When we have negative thoughts coming to our mind, about our friends, about our family, about our situation. We can turn those to positives by remembering what God tells us in his scripture. God gives us weapons through his word so that we can remove those lies from our thoughts and replace them with truths. Because once the enemy gets you to believe the lies he puts in your mind, he will be able to divert you from your purpose distract you from God's voice, and destroy your potential. If He can get you to believe a lie, your life will be affected as if that lie were true. But Romans twelve two says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is why memorizing scripture is so important. Whenever negative thoughts come your way or difficult situations are presented to you, transitional moments, you need to plug in scripture and replace the lies of the devil with the truths of God. Don't be afraid to keep moving forward, pursuing the dreams God has placed in your heart, but be still as you pursue them because life is not a race, but a journey. Remember that being still does not mean don't move. It means move in peace. So as you move in your day, know that stillness is always accessible to you. It's just a prayer away. Before we close, I want to say a special prayer so that God's presence may continue to be felt as you go about your week. Dear God, thank you for your presence today. Thank you for reminding us that in moments of unease, we should not lose hope. Your word reminds us to be still and trust that you have our future under control. And there is no need to worry for tomorrow. God, help us in surrendering what we cannot control. Help us dig deep when wrong thinking patterns come our way, that we can take captive every thought and make it obedient to you. I pray that you may bring joy and peace into my listeners' heart, that they can be reminded that you have created them for a purpose. And even though... Things in their life may not be exactly how they had planned. That they don't stop praising you. That they don't stop believing in you. Thank you, God, for your assurance to be still. We love you and we praise your holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining me on today's episode and giving yourself this space to join in on the Sarai Montoya podcast. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, visit seraymontoya.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at seray underscore montoya. And before you go, make sure to subscribe so that you may receive notifications right when new episodes are released. Lastly, I do have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I hope you'll let me know by leaving a review in Apple Podcast. I'd love to read your reviews. Reviews let Apple know that great listeners like yourself enjoy the show and that helps us expand our reach. So thank you so much. I pray that this podcast truly empowers you to become a better version of yourself, but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. I look forward to talking to you next time.